the voice of hope. You shall fulfill your destiny. You shall reach your goal. The voice of assurance. I set a rock over your life. The voice of inspiration. The Lord can appoint you to a position that nobody in your family has ever smelled. The mother's voice. We all long for it. I said those years, because we could not afford saloon. Which one is saloon? We will get fork. So you take the fork. Take the firewood. Take the cooking fat, not Vaseline. Where did you see Vaseline? Cooking fat. Rub it on the fork. Roast it on the fire. And put on the hand. Don't shake, 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 shake. Then take a rope. Tie it. Off you go. When those from saloon are coming, man, you are also arriving. One word from Mama makes the seemingly impossible look possible. A minute of Mama's time soothes the mind, spirit, and soul. Apart from Mama makes you outdo your peers and her spunk is the highest expression of her love. With long wait, we have desired your voice, Mama. Prepare your heart to receive this and much more with the standing ovation, clap offering, and joy in our hearts as we welcome to the podium our mommy and pastor, Dr. Esther Obasiki. Clap, 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 clap. Welcome us. of this afternoon it is now time for you to speak to us the first message of hope our ears are itching to hear from you speak give us understanding 
In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, give God a round of applause. Hallelujah! As our is to read the text while standing. I want to give you a charge this afternoon before we go on in this great occasion. Later in the meeting I'll be acknowledging dignitaries here. I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1 from 11 to 17 and I'm reading from Amplified Version. Amplified Version. Ephesians chapter 1, 11 to 17, from Amplified Version, the scripture says, In him also we have received an inheritance, a destiny, we were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand, according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. So that we who we are the first to hope in Christ, who first put our confidence in him as our Lord and Savior, would exist to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a, as a result believed in him, we are stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. The one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, his believers to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all God's people, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope of the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. You may be seated. This afternoon, by the special grace of God, I want to give a charge, I want to minister on the topic, I have an eternal inheritance. And you know our style here, your amen must be louder than your challenges. I say your amen must be louder than your responsibilities. Yeah. I have an, an eternal inheritance. Paul speaking to 
the church in Ephesus begins to make them to understand their inheritance in Christ begins to pray that God will give them the wisdom of revelation the spirit of knowledge to understand who they are to understand the benefits of Christianity to understand what it means to be in Christ to understand the, the rights, the positions the escorts in the kingdom and he begins to explain about eternal inheritance and I want to take you through the journey in a few minutes. Number one, write my salvation, my title deed. Amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? I say, can I hear a better amen? amen? I say, if you, if you need a physical title deed, you first need to get the spiritual title deed. So your, your amen for your spiritual title deed must be higher and louder than the one for the house in Karen or Mutaiga. I say my salvation, my title deed. You are just warming up. As you are saying that, amen, angels are here and they are endorsing your confession and your prophetic declaration. I give you that point again. My salvation, my title deed. Can I hear someone shout, My salvation, my title deed? Paul speaking to the church says, You have salvation. That's your title deed. And you understand that a title deed is an evidence or a proof for ownership. When you buy a property and the title deed is corrupted, and it's not original. It's a big loss. When you buy a property and you're given the title deed, you are excited. So your title deed is an evidence of ownership. It gives you legal rights to properties. It provides proof of ownership of a land. It is a basis of security. When one is taking a loan against a land, so it gives you financial access. So your title deed gives you ownership. Your title deed gives you financial access. And your title deed gives you rest of mind. You have when our daughter said, she said before the end of this year, she doesn't want to be a tenant. It's a horrible thing to be a tenant. It's a horrible thing. So your title deed gives you ownership, gives you access to blessings, gives you peace, gives you audacity, and helps you to assess and places you above or equal to responsible and successful peers of yours. So when Paul is saying to the church that we have received salvation that gives us right to inheritance. He is simply saying, the day you give your life to Jesus, the day you turn away from sin, the day you say, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior, as soon as you indicate that, a title deed is slapped on your face. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof 
And the people that dwell in, if the earth is the Lord's, my father's, and by salvation, I have a title deed, it automatically tells you something. I have access to everything on earth. That you are not troubled is because it's not your time. Your time is coming. No embassy can chase you back. No. Your father owns America. Your father owns uh, uh, Asia and every Africa. Your salvation qualifies you to assess your father's property. Your title deed, your salvation, create space for you on earth. Your redemption is your title deed. So every woman being you see on earth has a title deed, but salvation helps you to assess your personal title deed. Salvation gives you your personal title deed. God has created the heaven and the earth. And everybody has it. Let me tell you, the drunkard you see on the road has inheritance. Have you seen Obama's brother in Kisumu? Do you know that Obama has one brother that is smoking and talking nonsense? I'm not talking, the, I'm not talking about the brother that is political. You know the one that is Shokora. I watched his documentary on, in, on board. I was traveling and I was watching movie on board. And I watch, I love, to, I love to watch documentaries and I love to read autobiographies. So whenever I'm on board, I check for movies that are documentaries. And I write notes. And I stumbled into this documentary and it was Obama's younger brother. And I saw him talking. They even asked him, uh, are you talking to your brother? I said, why do I need to talk to my brother? And he was busy moving on the slums area with big English. I concluded, you may have all the inheritances in this world until you decide to assess them. You may die a slave. You see on the street has an inheritance in Christ Jesus. But the only way to receive your in your title deed is the day you say to Jesus, Come into my life. I did it in 1984 in the campus, and I did it when I was the, the leader of Protestant community in the campus. I was the one in charge of the Protestant churches and uh, 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 denomination in the campus, speaking and addressing the school almost every other day, speaking my own things and people will gather, ask my husband, people will fill the hall and I'll be giving on my oratory, talking and talking and I was a chaplain but I was not saved. People were just coming to listen to me because they say they just love the way I talked. Until that day, when I decided enough is enough, I need my title deed. And I walked into Christian Union Fellowship, and I didn't even know what the preacher was preaching, but he was too handsome to be saved. 
I looked at this young, there were three young men. Chris Okotie, Jidobi, Ansan and Madibuko. They were with guitar. And they were playing at our altar. I said, Jehovah, you mean correct people can be saved? <laughs> and they had just gotten saved and they were radicals. By the time water call was made, I reversed my gear. Because as of the time they were making that call, I had two boyfriends that had promised the two I will marry them and I knew I will not marry them. The one in America was sending gifts, getting ready for marriage, and I had taken him home. He has seen my parents. The one in Nigeria has seen my parents. And my parents were asking me, so which one is which? I told my parents to relax. You say men cheat women. Me, women, I was number one cheat. again and again. Haven't you? Yeah. The day that one eventually got saved. After I got saved, he got saved. And people say he got saved just to get me. I did a party for him, salvation party. A big party in the campus. Who was the guest minister? My husband. <laughs> and by that time, I didn't even know that we have any business in common apart from salvation. I only noticed that you used to have a very big Bible with a megaphone. Two property, megaphone, Bible. 4 a.m. is telling everybody, get born again. He said, he said, he said. So when my, my fiance got saved, I told him, my friend, come, come and talk. Come and give a powerful sermon. My boyfriend had got his say, hey, he came. Let somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Salvation issued me my title deed. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. They are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people. For God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. It was by mercy that I assessed my title deed. It was by grace my eyes were open to assess my tattoo date. And I'm holding it tenaciously. That my salvation from 1984, I am holding it tenaciously. It's a tattoo deed. Nobody can take it away from me. It's a tattoo deed I'm holding tenaciously. Today, somebody can receive a tattoo deed in this meeting. Number two, the Holy Spirit. God's stamp and seal on me. Amen. The Holy Spirit, God's stamp and seal on me. Paul was speaking and he said, You have received the seal of the Holy Spirit. 
You have received a stamp of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine the scripture? He was trying to explain to the church what eternal inheritance is. What you can possess that can never be taken away from you. Death cannot take it away from you. Rather, death transcends you into the reality and fullness of that eternal inheritance. The Holy Spirit, God's stamp and seal of me. When a document is signed, stamped and sealed, it can challenge any legal controversy. When a document is signed, sealed and stamped, and lost, it becomes original, copyright. If you forge it, you will face legal penalty. You will appear in the criminal court. So the Holy Spirit in me is my seal. On receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are stamped. So it is not just that I receive an original title date. As you receive Jesus, as you let go every other thing, as you allow Jesus to walk in you, as you allow salvation to come, and the Holy Spirit takes over, a stamp is done in bold on your head. As you see me, you may receive my test of a secret walking that I'm not an ordinary human being. There is a stamp on my head. There is a seal on my head. And I've told you a story, and I will repeat it again anywhere I go. The first time my husband proposed to marry me for, and I gave him an answer after four years. After he proposed, another eight proposed, they were lying on the line. <laughs> and they knew each other. So I took my time. After four years, when I said yes, he invited me to see him in Lagos because that time he had left me. He was tired of waiting. He had left school. He had done youth call. He was the best Christian copper in the whole Lagos state in his time. So he won the gubernatorial award. When he served as a youth copper, he was the best copper in Lagos state. So he got an award and automatic employment in Lagos tax revenue. He was a tax master. That is why no sense can get lost under his watch. So he decided, this girl has suffered me for four years. You will come to see me in Lagos. By that time, God had blessed him. He bought me a ticket to fly. So as a student, I flew. When I arrived, there was a party waiting for me in Lagos. And he has just bought a flashy black Audi car. You have heard the story? He had somebody driving him, not as a driver, but a brother in Christ. And he told him to take us to somewhere. We got there. Our car. The city council in Africa is the same. The city council in Kenya, they have cousins in Nigeria. Madam, Sorry. <laughs> we have changed our vehicle and rode there to see us at the headquarters. We were three. Ifomo Okonkwo, an engineer, my friend. We all passed out of school. Ifomo was working with the equivalent of Kenya power. We call it NEPA in Nigeria. 
I say, for my fee, do you have 50 naira? Because they say we will pay 50 naira. Do you have 50 naira? If I must say, the last naira I came with, I ate granite and plantain. <laughs> I took plantain and granite. Who's a Do you have, he said, only key to the car. They didn't even bother asking me. There was no point. Because I was a student among the three. But getting to where the headquarters was, we got there. The manager came out. I was behind the two. When the manager came out, he said, who is the owner of the car that was chained? They said, sorry, sir. Sorry, sir, the owner is not here. He said, call me the lady at the bar. I came, he said, do you know me? I said, I've never met you. He said, I know you, you are a troublemaker. <laughs> that was my first time to land in Lagos. I've never been in Lagos. I've grown all my life in the East. I said, me, he said, you are a troublemaker. The husband, your husband-to-be is the owner of this car. The one that is about to marry you is the owner. And you are saying you are not the owner. By the way, three of you are troublemakers. I'm seeing fire on your head. Ask my husband this story. The way we brought back his car and dropped key. Because they were telling us fire is coming out of your head, the three of you. Fire is coming out. We, you, we don't need your money. We don't need your 50 naira. We don't need anything. You are troublemakers. And the man introduced himself as a spirit. He told me, I am a man-made spirit. And you are troublemakers. Say, release them to go. And they released us and we didn't pay a coin. We looked at each other and said, if I'm a, are you still in for more cake? Are you in Kemachu? So that's me. Are you that? Yes. We ran, came back to Upper Estate. Told my husband, this is what happened. He said, but I told you people not to pack. We say it's not issue of packing. They say we are spirits. <laughs> that many things have happened over the years till today that makes me to know that I am bigger on the inside than on the outside. Yeah. I am just walking, but I am not a walking human being. The day you got saved, you received a sale. A stamp was put on your head. That's why Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon. No weapon. Even if they drop it on your desk in the office, you will sit on it. No weapon. I said to somebody, No weapon. No weapon. Manufactured, fabricated, anywhere. their sake, saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When you move from nation to nation, community to community, street to street, you are not the one coming on the road to say, I am anointed, don't touch me. You are not carrying a megaphone and say, you see me, I am a pastor. But when they see you, they salute. When they see you, they say there is something about your presence. 
There is something about you. I shared that the economic empowerment on Friday of one of the stories in my book. When I went to Kisumu to minister, I was laboring in camp, just ministering over the weekend. And I was coming back. That was in 2003 when I was doing my master's degree. I was coming back and I had the exam on Monday to do. I now decided I have to study few minutes in the plane because it was Saturday night. Entering the plane, as soon as I sat, the man next to me said, excuse me. I said, God, I told you I don't want to talk. I've been telling myself, this mouth, this mouth, you have to study. There's an exam on Monday. But the man now said, Madam, I turn. I said, book, wait. He started, so who are you? Hey, I said, this thing I started even as a Christian. Who are you? I said, okay. We began. By the time the man got to know that I'm a pastor, he said, I'm very sorry. I didn't know you are a pastor. I said, no, 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 there's no problem. He said, you know why I talked to you? Immediately you stepped into the plane. I said to myself, this must be a seriously important woman. He said that she's a political tycoon or she's a business tycoon. So I only wanted to connect with you. I didn't know you are a pastor. I said, you were right. Who told you that you were wrong? You don't need to apologize. I am a business tycoon because I am an importer and exporter of the gospel. I said, I import the gospel, I export it. I said, what are you talking about? I am a serious politician, first class. You know what? I am just coming in from campaign tour. He said campaign for who? I said, for the king of kings and the lord of lords. There's a presence that you come. It is an eternal inheritance because it is the Holy Spirit that has sealed you with that. Number three. Remember, it's a charge I'm giving, so I'm going fast. Number three. The Holy Spirit, God's guarantee, assurance, I love this one, and first installment for me. If you look at the Amplified Version, Paul says that the gift of the Holy Spirit is the first installment for believers. If the Holy Spirit is the first installment, it means there are other installments. Can you imagine what your eternal inheritance will be if a whole Holy Spirit that guides you, that directs you, that empowers you, that inspires you, gives you gifts and character, empowers you, chases the demons out of your way, is just the first installment for a believer, Jehovah. What will be the rest of the installments? What are we expecting after life here? Where we are going? How do we describe it? Reverend Fouquet said yesterday, it's not the season of fashion. What you wear, I, I concur. It's good to be fashionable. But if all you achieve on this earth is your fashion, your parade, my hair, my pedicure, my manicure, my fashion, my things. That's all you are noted for. You of all the women, the most miserable. You need to prepare for the proper parade. Amen. 
The inspector will be Jesus himself. The parade we are doing here is a, is a low, is, is a small one. That one is the one you should prepare for. He said that the Holy Spirit is my guarantee, assurance. You know, whatever the trouble is, whatever my challenges in life is, no matter what is going on, the Holy Spirit is my assurance. Say to the righteous, it shall be well. Amen. What is this eternal inheritance that is coming apart from the first installment? First Corinthians chapter 2, 9 to 10. First Corinthians 2, 9 to 10. That as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. What is that that is blocking your way from salvation? What is that that is distracting your attention from the kingdom? What is that that is so important to you in life? That when we talk about born again, you think it is failures are the people that are born again. I, I didn't do my PhD because I could not preach without PhD. I did it to be able to connect with certain people that believe that without certificate there is no salvation. And it is working very well for me. It is working very well. I remember one time I almost quit school in California. I told you that we are teaching us things I have never had. I asked myself, is school by force? <laughs> Number one, I couldn't understand you, English man. Talking with the nose. <laughs> I asked the only black, the only African man from Rwanda, the rest were white. We were two Africans in that doctorate program. I touched him. Japheth, my brother. Are you understanding? He said, Esther, nothing. That day, I was waiting for the lecture to finish because I told myself I paid my way to California. Four years course. I'm paying my rent. I lived in the house paying rent. Pay ticket. Pay this. Thank God for that video who helped me with two shots. I said, then, you come here, they are harassing you with English and with the technology. I am not willing. As I was carrying my bag going, the Lord said, Esther, Esther, I said, yes. He said, what is the difference between a physician and a consultant? <laughs> I say, a physician does with general checkup. What is happening to you? They give Panadol, face sick, extra Panadol. Who is a consultant? The one that handles serious matters. I want you to handle, I'm raising you up to handle serious cases in the kingdom. So you have to stay here. So that the day you are talking to professors, Go to status and you are talking to them, you can connect with them very well. You have to finish this course. I said, okay. Sitting down, who called? My husband. Hey, my precious, how are you guys? I'm fine. How was today? So I'm not understanding. He said, what do you mean? I said, I mean what I mean. So what did they teach you? They did not understand, I told you. I said, I'm actually thinking of coming. He said, coming where? You have to finish the course. I said, is it by force? He said, my friend, go try and learn that thing. Learn it. I had to get a Swiss woman to teach me that. 
mansion, not a maisonette. It's a mansion, not townhouses. It's a mansion, not a bungalow. It's a mansion, not a home in Runda. It's a mansion, not a home in Mutaika. It's a mansion, not a home in Kana. Our physical eternal inheritance, where we will live, where we will occupy, ladies and gentlemen, will be a mansion. If you think you have a swimming pool in your house, wait, an ocean is coming. You will swim in the ocean. And these oceans and rivers are made by God. You think you wear gold and you are disturbing everybody around you because of a gold, 13 karat or 10 karat. We shall walk on streets made of gold. You think you eat in a five or seven star hotel and you are a class. You wait, we will eat food cooked by angels. You think you wear designers? And that's why nobody should hear for you. Because you have one designer that is costing 20,000 Kenya shillings. You wait, we shall wear clothes made by Jesus Christ himself. It is our eternal inheritance. Kenya is one of the countries that build the best houses on earth. I've traveled a bit. I've traveled quite a bit. When I go around, I salute Kenya. In terms of houses, I salute Kenya. Some places in America, they don't have the way you build every room in suits. You go to America, it may be a big house, but two rooms are sharing one toilet. In Kenya, when they tell you it's a townhouse, man, everybody that occupies that place has their own toilet, and their bathroom, including the servant water. Yeah. But you know what? This is nothing to compare with what I'm talking about. Yeah. How do we assess this? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10. For he was waiting expectantly and confidently, looking forward to the city which has foundations, an eternal heavenly city whose architect Who's architect? Who's architect? Ladies and gentlemen, who's architect and builder? Is who? Can I hear you shout? Can I hear you storm? Who's architect and builder? Is God. What is my job in this? One more thing and I close. Partner with God in soul winning. Partner with God in soul winning. I will ask you two questions. What is my favorite scripture? One, two, three, go. What is my favorite scriptural prayer? My prayer. Some what? Put it. as an inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth as a possession. Our job to make sure that our eternal inheritance is secured is to partner with God to recruit men and women into that kingdom. This is why we don't charge any registration fee for QEG. 
For years we started, we've never asked you to pay a coin for this meeting, apart from generous donations. It's not easy to organize this summit every year. It is not cheap. We, we are on citizen for one week. You know what it means to be there. Four times a day for one week announcing this meeting. We have not taxed you one cent. We said, if you're willing, partner with us. Let this meeting go. And many of you came forward. When we come in August and we tell you what you did, you did marvelously well. I just say, help me. Help me to do this meeting. And some of you stood, came out. We started contributing. Was this since February or March? Every monthly meeting, I'll put basket. He's put something. Let me tell you, you are building mansions in heaven. Yeah. And the reason why we don't charge is not because there is anything wrong with charging. People who are charging are doing it biblically and it is correct. Because it is expensive to do this meeting. But on one ground, I don't charge. So that that one sinner, who would have walked away because of my registration cost, they can. That's all. Why? Because Proverbs 11.30 says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth souls partners with God, securing eternal legacy, eternal inheritances. And Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 says, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. If I am called a queen and a star here, I want to be a star in eternal, in eternity. And the only way to retain the title deed of a star is to keep winning souls. Is to keep recruiting people for Jesus Christ. I believe that as I bring this church to a close, Somebody will act in accordance with Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is. And that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith, Rahab, a former prostitute, squeezed herself into an eternal inheritance. By faith, Mary Magdalene infested with demons, lined up for an eternal inheritance. By faith, the professional prostitute woman with an alabaster box of ointment found herself in her eternal inheritance. By faith, Sheila, a single lady from the tribe of Ephraim, who was not married, built a city after her name. And on the day of the battle, when Joshua stood, and called on the name of the Lord on the city that Sheila built. He says, Sun and moon stand still. The meaning of that city was, Listen to me, God. A woman built a city for Jesus Christ by faith. By faith, the mother of Jesus from the poorest family became a celebrity. And through her experience, today, he said to the disciples, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. I believe that there is somebody here that is about to line up. Somebody is about to squeeze herself 
in this eternal inheritance. Somebody was about to miss it before he, she came. Somebody just, you just have to find yourself in between the way Tama found herself. You just have to position yourself. You just have to line up. You just have to say, you know what? I need to find a way and squeeze myself into this story. I just have to find a way. I have to maneuver my way. I have to find a chance. If nobody is creating one, I've got to create one for myself. Somebody here must find herself on the queue to assess the title deed of salvation. Bow down your heads. Why I take your stage? Are you here this afternoon or this evening? And you need peace with God. You need a title deed. And that title deed is salvation. You need to secure your stamp, your seal over your life. You are here, you are saying, Jesus, here I am. Have mercy on me. I need a title deed of salvation. I just need to get this title deed tonight. I need it. Jesus is here to forgive. Jesus is here to forgive the past. Jesus is here to give you a new, a new, a new beginning. There's a chance that is calling you to come and experience the eternal inheritance. If you're here, you need that prayer. You want me to issue you with that title deed. I am willing to do it right now and very quickly. Wherever you are and you need that title deed of salvation, eternal life, forgiveness, mercy from God. All I require from you is lift up your hand and say, pray for me. If you're here, lift up. I see your hand at the back. I see your hand. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands everywhere. Lift up your hands and say, Jesus, here I am. Forgive me. Give me that title deed. Lift up your hands. Even those of you at the gallery, please, ushers, look around. Somebody needs a title deed. Ushers, help me. Somebody needs a title deed. You need to do what I did in 1984. Come and receive your title deed. 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 If your hand is up, come. I am issuing a title deed of salvation. On behalf of Jesus, I am issuing a title deed of salvation. Come and receive this title deed. Come and receive this title deed. Hallelujah. I am waiting for you. Yes, from up there, I'm waiting for you. Come and receive this title deed. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Come and receive the title deed of salvation. Jesus is here to forgive. He is here to save. He is here to forgive. He is here to change your life. He is here to transform me. Just come and receive the title deed of salvation.
One woman came and broke protocol and broke alabaster box of oil and knelt away your kneeling. And she made a history for herself. If there be anyone here that is saying, I wish I could change my mind, the door is open. Oh, quite a good number are coming. I want you to give Jesus a round of applause. Give Jesus a round of applause. Praise the Lord. Give God a round of applause. 